The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Director of Outreach Ministry at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. And I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who is also the founder of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the Johnny Coleman Institute. Check us out when you're in the area or online at www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E. Org every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. for our live stream. Or if you're in Chicago, stop by for our Wednesday evening service, Bible 365, from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. As you know, we've been, or, or if this is your first time listening, we are going through a series called Spiritual Healing, The What and The How. This is part five of the series. You can go back on my page on unity.fm and uh, download the other programs because I'm teaching them in a manner that builds on each other. Today, the show will be about the role of the Holy Spirit in individual and group prayers. We will also discuss how Jesus taught the power of collective consciousness. Now, before we start to really go into the role of the Holy Spirit in individual and group prayers, we need to first of all discuss uh, the Holy Spirit and in the context of the Trinity as understood by Christian metaphysics. Now, everybody who has any familiarity with Christianity knows that the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is taught many different ways and there's a lot of theological arguments around the Trinity we're not going to get into that but from a metaphysical standpoint when we talk about the Trinity we interpret it to mean mind idea and expression mind father or divine mind universal mind or principle then you have idea which is the son which is the manifestation or not the manifestation the perfect idea in divine mind then there is expression or the manifestation or the relativity of of that idea so you have the mind you have the idea in mind and then you have the expression of the idea that's the holy spirit now i wanted to read a couple of quick quotes that charles fillmore gave in some of his books about the Trinity. He states that the Trinity is not three separate gods, but one God in three phases of expression. As the divine creator, God is father. As the divine self in humankind, God is son. And as spiritual life and power in activity, God is Holy Spirit. He also goes on to say, God is the name of the all-encompassing mind. Christ is the name of the all-loving mind. Holy Spirit is the all-active manifestation. These three are one fundamental mind 
in three creative aspects. That is out of Jesus Christ heals. Speaking on the Holy Spirit, specifically in Mysteries of John, page 19, he says the Holy Spirit is the action or outpouring or activity of the living word. This activity produces what may be termed the light of spirit, the breath of God, the personality of being. In that same book, Jesus Christ heals on page 183, he says, the Holy Spirit is the love of Jehovah taking care of the human family. And love is always feminine. Love is the great harmonizer and healer. And whoever calls upon God as Holy Spirit for healing is calling upon the divine love. I just want to stop for a moment and just deal with that. Because when we are calling forth the healing activity of God, we're calling forth the love of God and expression. Now, when we realize and recognize that that the Holy Spirit is the activity of God or the whole spirit of God in action or the manifestation of spirit, then we realize that we're talking about, to a certain extent, the relativity of God. See, God is absolute. I'm not presence. I'm omnipotence. I'm omniscience. We talked about all of this in the during the first show of spiritual healing, the what and the how. Did a whole show on just God, God's will, God's essential character, et cetera, et cetera. But when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about God that can be experienced, God that is imminent, God that can be manifested. The because over and over again, when you start talking about things of, of the New Testament as related to Jesus and his disciples, consistently things like the fruit of the Spirit come up. The reason why that comes up is because when it's all said and done, the Spirit shows up in manifestation in our everyday lives when we have a certain level of awareness of spirit. So when we get in contact with the idea of God within us, which is the Christ, then the idea manifests as the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can manifest as healing. The Holy Spirit can manifest as peace in your relationships. The Holy Spirit can manifest as prosperity in your life. The Holy Spirit can manifest as opening doors that were previously closed and harmonizing experiences that were just in discord. The Holy Spirit is the outpouring of God's love, of God's peace, of God's activity into an experience. And Charles Fillmore believed that it was feminine from the standpoint that the Holy Spirit nourishes, guides, harmonizes. So if, for instance, in metaphysics at least, wisdom is masculine and love is feminine, then you have the balance of the masculine and the feminine within the soul, which produces harmony. Now, going back to, again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. This is still about spiritual healing, but I want to make sure that we drill down on this. Charles Fillmore goes on to say, and Dynamics for Living, uh, I believe this is page 39, the Holy Spirit is... and. The whole spirit of God in action. It is God's word and movement. The working, moving, breathing, brooding spirit. The Holy Spirit is the law of God in action. And in that action, God appears as having individuality. It is the personality of being. It is neither the all of being nor the fullness of Christ, but an emanation or breath sent forth to do a definite work. Now, what does that mean? That means that. That God as principle functioning as God, the idea or Christ or or humanity's true nature sends forth the activity to do a definite work. So anytime the Holy Spirit is involved with a thing, something is being done. I want that to be clear. Anytime the Holy Spirit is involved with anything, something is being done. There's no such thing as the Holy Spirit manifesting without a result. See, what we do many times is we um, we think that not going to say we think that some of us think that uh, this spirituality is so abstract that we have a hard time getting a handle on what is it? What is all of this God stuff mean? Well, God is absolute and God is uh, or as scripture says too pure to behold iniquity in that sense. But at the same time. 
when the emanation or the expression or the manifestation of the spirit shows up in individual lives. It touches, it heals, it prospers, it harmonizes, it blesses, it anoints, it appoints, it leads, it guides. So anytime we want to really work with this concept of the Holy Spirit, all we have to remember is that the Holy Spirit is God in expression, in a sense that it is God's emanation or breath sent forth to do a definite work. Charles Fillmore says in a revealing word, that to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to realize the activities of spirit in individual consciousness. So when you say you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're saying you're filled with the activity of God in individual consciousness or in your soul or your awareness of being. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with power. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with love. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with life. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with substance. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with wisdom. We have to remember this. Because this is how the healing power is activated. When we become still and know that the activity of God's consciousness, of God consciousness rather, is flowing through our consciousness. Now, how does this Holy Spirit work? Now, the book of Acts really gives us a key on how to work with the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, the uh, Acts of the Apostles is really the book of the Holy Spirit because Jesus is now, is already had been crucified, resurrected, and in the beginning of the book ascended, and now it is the Holy Spirit leading the disciples. If you read the, in um, uh, the book of Acts, chapter 2, it says that, uh, starting with verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Now, that's key, because it says that they were together in one place, and one place can mean they were together physically in one place, but it also means that they were together in consciousness in one place. When you go deeper metaphysically, this is also talking about our own spiritual gifts, abilities, or faculties all being together in one place, in the upper room. In the upper room means a high state of consciousness. And it says, And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other language as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, many people think that this scripture is talking about speaking in tongues, but that's not what it means. It actually is talking about that these people were a lot of different groups of people speaking different dialects of Semitic languages. And they all understood each other based upon the uh the anointing of the holy spirit now whether we take that literally or not is not the point the point of it is this this is metaphorical speech to explain a uh, a phenomenon that was actually happening to the people they were so anointed and appointed by spirit that that they were able to communicate in ways that what we would call not normal taking that deeper metaphysically that just means that we're able to speak in love speak in harmony speak in power speak in wisdom that's these other tongues that we're able to speak to because the power of the, of the holy spirit the activity of god binds and attracts and, and builds it builds and people up because it's the love of god in action now so when we realize that when we put all of our thinking and feeling, all of our spiritual gifts together, and when we go into a higher level of consciousness, we're calling forth the activity of the Holy Spirit to show up in our experience to, to fall upon us. Now, the scripture said that, it, that there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. That's subtle because in the Hebrew, the word for spirit is also the word for wind, ruach. So, so the, in the beginning of uh, Genesis, when it talks about the spirit of God hovered above the waters, that also could be translated the wind of God. So it's subtleties that go along with wind, breath, spirit, and it's powerful because you can't see breath, but you can experience it. 
you know, you don't see where the wind comes and goes, but you can experience it. So the ancient Hebrew people uh, compared the movement of the Holy Spirit to the movement of the wind, that it can be felt, it can be experienced, it can be powerful, but it's intangible. So, so when Jesus and the early uh, apostles were talking about the Holy Spirit, they were talking about this power that could be active in our lives, but nobody has a handle on it. Nobody has a grasp of it. Nobody has ownership of it because it's just the activity of God. It's the relativity of God in the human experience. So we have to recognize that as we start talking about healing, Many times as we do the mental gymnastics, which is good, get the consciousness right, do the mental work. But we have to make sure that we're open and receptive for the activity of spirit to do what normal levels of thought won't do or would take too long to do. That that being open and receptive to the spirit can, can create space that can bring about what we would call instantaneous healings. And um, I believe it's in one of the epistles to Peter that uh, that a writer writing in the name of Peter, but I won't get into that, wrote, love covers a multitude of sins. So when we allow this love of God, this activity of spirit, this Holy Spirit, this action of God, this expression of God, this emanation of spirit to do a definite work in our consciousness, when it is flowing through our consciousness, it heals, it harmonizes, it balances, it transforms. Matter of fact, in Jesus' language of Aramaic, when he uses the word uh, God is love, love in Aramaic means literally white hot, according to Dr. Rocco Erico. And basically what that means is when you want to shape something, when, a, when, a, uh, when, when metal was being shaped and you are heating it up, it literally turns like a orange, but eventually it turns white. And when it's white, it can be shaped. Again, that is the activity of the Holy Spirit, shaping character, the character of consciousness, shaping thoughts, transforming, transmuting the error of thoughts, eliminating what is not is not needed. So the consciousness can be shaped in the image and likeness of the pattern or the idea within, which is the Christ idea, which brings forth healing. What I'm saying right here and right now is that through the power of the Holy Spirit flowing in you, through you, as you. You can be completely healed now. There is no limit to God. And there's no limit to what God can do. For Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. Now, I would like to hear from you. We haven't gotten into some of the other points yet, but I want to make sure that I do hear from you. You can call in at 888-558. 6489-888-558-6489. Please remember that this show and all the shows on this station are supported by your donations. So you can go to the on the website, click on the part that says donation or giving, and make sure that you support this online ministry. Also remember that Unity Online Radio is having a cruise. You can go to unity.fm forward slash cruise or call 800-828- 4813 and get more information about the cruise in November so you can hear people like myself and the other uh, hosts of the different shows teach truth while you cruise the Caribbean. Sounds like a great plan to me. i love to see you there. Make sure you tell them that Reverend McDowell sent you online or on the call. Um, so we're going to make sure that we take care of other business. Give me a call. We're going to talk about this Holy Spirit. We'll be right back after the break with Truth Transforms. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listener support to broadcast the messages of unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. There is peace. 
Have you ever experienced the silence? If you're someone who balks at the idea of spending extended time in silence, and the very thought of it makes you say, I could never do that, then we have the perfect retreat to make a convert of you. Join Reverend Paulette Pipe for the Touching the Stillness Retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012 at Unity Village. Being in the silence is easier than you think and more rewarding than you can imagine. Beginners and advanced meditators alike will be enriched as together we co-create a safe, sacred environment that incorporates just the right amount of soul-nourishing prayer and meditation practices to usher us deeper and deeper into the silence. Not only will you likely achieve a transformative experience of the divine, but once you've touched the stillness, you may wish for even more time to hush and listen. Reverend Paulette Pipe, host of the Touching the Stillness program on Unity Online Radio, invites you to explore the silence with her during the Touching the Stillness retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012. Make your reservation for this retreat now. Go to touchingthestillness.org and click on Calendar. That's touchingthestillness.org. There is that is growing. Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all, a cruise to the Caribbean. November 10 through 17, 2012, we'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite hosts will be there, and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, visit www.unity.fm forward slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line. Um, Reverend Bobby's online. How you doing there, Reverend Bobby? I'm doing good this morning, Reverend Galen. How are you? Excellent, excellent. What's your question? Well, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you were talking about the substance and all these things that are a part of the Holy Spirit and how we need to, you know, get ourselves, you know, to be, a, if you will, transparency vessel through which all of this good flows because then we are the, and I don't want to use the word beneficiary of everything the Holy Spirit is because we already are that. But but as in the healing process, there's some stuff that has to clear. There's some stuff that we have to do in order to get ourselves to be these clear vessels so the Holy Spirit could roll through us, affect us, have a, a, a effect in our lives. And, you know, could you just step through some of these things that, you know, I think we could start to do, you know, in the beginning when we really don't know what we're doing or anything? You know, that would really help me out a lot. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for the question. Well, uh, a couple of things. Talk about things that we can do. Um, simple things just to start the process. Uh, pray, study, and and if possible, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, be around people of like mind. In other words, if you can, either that's fellowshipping, either hopefully being in some type of church or group environment, that is uh, working on the transformation of consciousness or we can uh or if not be a part of some online community today you can be connected to anything but let's start off with with praise and study prayer from the standpoint of of developing and working with your your consciousness by making sure that you are are taking time to do the inner communion work 
You don't when I talk about being a master, sometimes it could be something as simple as uh writing down some affirmations on a three by five card and when you get up, you know, you have your affirmations, you know, you know, the wholeness of God quickens and transforms my life, world and affairs, or the Christ in me is my peace, love, wholeness and prosperity. You know, different statements like that. And you're consistently just training your mind to consistently come back. In other words, park here, mind. We're not getting off into this other stuff. It's training the mind to become open and receptive. You praying, you pray for, uh, to learn how to forgive. I release, I let go, and I let God. I, re- you know, et cetera, those type of prayers. So you're creating space for, uh, the blessing. Uh, you know, you pray in the standpoint of uh, visualization. You know, sometimes people get CDs and things and they just get still and they're listening to guided meditations that will help them in the process of opening up and creating space. Studying trains the mind so we can start to contemplate deeper things. You know, uh, and I, almost everybody who has been a leader or of, of people spiritually or religiously, and I'm talking about that constructively, obviously. Spiritually has to be constructively. Religiously can be another conversation we can have for another day. Uh, has normally been people of both prayer and study. Therefore, as you start to contemplate deeper things and sometimes the journeys that other people who've walked the spiritual path have done, sometimes it can bring insight for you to contemplate and work with in your own soul. So it's something to think about. Um, we need to be aware of 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 the the foundations that have been laid before us, not limited by them, but I think that they can be roadmaps to help us create the consciousness to where the activity of the Holy Spirit can flow through. Now, being around other people who are of like mind helps support because sometimes we we're, we're the only people in our space that stand on truth, and that can be at times at times challenging, and we just have to acknowledge that. So if if you are you know if if you have the benefit of being around a faith community that supports you, that helps a lot as well. So pray, affirm, do your denials, do your visualization, do your forgiveness work, study, study the principles of truth. Make sure that you are a student of your own mind, a study of universal law, a student of divine principle. And then, you know, be around folks who are of like mind, if possible. And and if that's not possible right now, realize that you transform your consciousness that you will start drawing into you into your experience new types of people. So, again, the reason why people are in your life right now, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the radio people, uh, is because that's the way you think right now. And you can't have new different type of people in your experience when you're not a new type of person. Like attracts like. But thanks for the question. Now, I want to read a scripture because, again, this is about the Holy Spirit and how Jesus also taught the power of collective consciousness and how we work with other people in prayer. Jesus said in or is attributed to saying in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 18 through 20, he says, truly, I tell you. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I truly tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now, Jesus isn't talking about his human personality, because when he said this, or was attributed to saying this, he was talking to people while he was still in the physical body. And when he and he but he was teaching a principle that when two or three of you agree about anything you ask, it will be done. Now, he said in my name. Now, in my name is an Aramaic metaphor or idiom, and it means according to my method, according to my understanding or the way I do things. So when he's talking about coming together in the consciousness that, that I represent. This consciousness of truth, of wholeness, of peace, of love, of power, this consciousness that understands with God all, all things are possible. It's when you come and you're using the formula, for lack of terms, the spiritual formula. In that awareness, we tap into an inner power that 
is activating the power of the Holy Spirit to manifest in our lives. That is what it meant by it when it says the Father, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. The Father in heaven is the principle. Your request or your mental equivalent when you're thinking and feeling come together or, or your request with other people and you create a collective consciousness activates the divine principle in your experience and the activation or the expression of the divine principle in your experience is the Holy Spirit. Hopefully that makes sense. So now I want to talk about the power of collective consciousness and I wanted to read something from Catherine Ponder and this is from the book The Dynamic Laws of Prayer. Uh, on page 323 under the chapter prayer partners can make the difference it's she writes if you know how to worry you know how to pray because worry is prayer negative rather than prayer positive the effectiveness of prayer partners is that they help you turn from prayer negative worry to prayer positive constructive thought and action but then she really really brings it home with this next quote she says on page 324 Prayer partners are powerful because they lift you up when you are down. They help carry the load psychologically until you are able to release it spiritually to a higher power. You become attuned to their faith when your own is low. Their spiritual power combined with yours opens the way to much faster results. Mm. Think about that for a moment. When you connect with other people, they help lift you up or you help lift them up. So when you are in a collective consciousness with somebody, you're actually helping carry the load for somebody else and they're helping carry the load for you. And it says their spiritual power combined with yours opens the way to much faster results. So think about something that maybe you might be stuck in right now whether if that's your healing maybe it might help to start working with prayer now our church has a 24-hour prayer ministry and the reason why we have a 24-hour prayer ministry is to, is so people can have the opportunity to always get in contact with prayer i tell people hey when you're working with something even if you got a call every day call the prayer ministry our prayer ministry number is 773-568-1717 and you can call that number all the time. Unity has the uh, silent unity where you can always call. I believe that information is on the website already. So when you are working with something, sometimes it is, it is necessary to connect with somebody else who can stand up for the truth in you. So the breakthrough might be only a collective consciousness prayer away. She goes on to say, on page 329, uh, 328, excuse me, she said you should take your time in choosing your prayer partners or joining a prayer group. It says it is usually not wise to join a group that includes people with whom you are out of harmony. Persons who are attuned to each other can pray together more effectively. If necessary, form your own groups. All right. She also goes on to say, this explains why large formal prayer groups can be ineffective, even boring. They contain too many conflicting states of minds, which can neutralize each other's prayers with their secret thoughts. And then she goes on to say, a prayer group should be a place where people can join together in a relaxed, intimate atmosphere to share the things nearest their hearts or to pray about those situations they dare not discuss openly. Generally, the rules should be little talk and much affirmative prayer. This is a time set aside for talking to God, not to man, through earnest affirmation. Mm. It should not be wasted in too much spiritual theorizing about prayer or even given too much formal Bible study. 
a prayer group should be just that a group that prays. So what she's saying simply is this, in my opinion, that if you have a prayer group, whether that's you conference calling on phone these days, you can have a prayer partner in in Florida. You can Skype from Australia, whatever is necessary, but you could come together in prayer that in other words, if you have prayer partners and you're uh, calling forth the activity of the Holy Spirit for your healing, that that prayer time should be just used just for that. It shouldn't be, well, okay, we're going to pray and then we're going to talk about what we're going to eat uh, on Friday. Or we're going to pray and then we're going to talk about business. Or we're going to pray and we're going to talk about these problems. Or we're going to pray and we're going to talk about politics. Or we're going to pray and we're going to gossip. See, many times we lose what we hold, what we've prayed about because we don't maintain the consciousness. So when we come together in prayer, just pray. Pray for the full manifestation of God or the Holy Spirit or divine mind or universal principle or creative thought or whatever term you like to use. The terminology is not really important. What really matters is when you come together to pray, it should be just for that. Prayer, because collective consciousness brings about power, power. She also goes on to say that when we pray, have prayer meetings, it is good to, at times to have silent prayer. But she has found through her study that affirmative prayer, audible prayer with each other since, tends to be more effective in prayer groups, sitting around meditating with each other. And having your mind just drifting, not necessarily focus the mind and the intention on one thing. Again, we have to speak the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We have to use the creative power of the word to call forth those things that be not as though they were. We have to make sure that we understand that when we're working with prayer, we are calling forth the miracle working power of God to show up in our experience. Think about that. Your family should pray together at least once a day. Just, you know, if you're driving off in the car, say the prayer protection before you pull off. Find some type of routine that you're doing that, that calls forth the activity or the expression of God that we call the Holy Spirit in your life. Pray for effectiveness pray for guidance obviously because this is spiritual healing the what and the how pray for your healing pray for your healing with other people and if that means you need to call a silent unity or a christ universal temple prayer ministry or uh uh, uh international centers for spiritual living which used to be the religious science groups or divine science or the local whatever group whatever it is or some good friend that you have, or two or three good friends, but develop a system where you are consistently invoking, calling forth, coming together in mind, the power of God in your experience, knowing that with God, all things are possible. And you're praying, and sometimes praying about something till you get to the point where you feel as though you can legitimately release it. And when you release it, you release it to the activity of God to bring about the manifestation in ways you know not of. But you trust the presence and power of God to do his perfect work once you see it clearly and you have the conviction of feeling to know that you can release it. Completely, completely release it. Now, again, I would love to hear from you. So please give me a call at 888-558-6489. Again, that's 888-558-6489. I want to make sure that we have the opportunity to discuss some of these things because we're covering a serious subject here today. And I want to make sure that you're empowered with the information you need to be able to tap your own inner resources uh, and know that you have the power within you to heal your experience. This is important because this is your life we're talking about. And when your life works, it makes it better for everybody. Because think about a life, a world where everybody's life worked, was whole and expressing love, peace, harmony, and joy. 
In other words, I wouldn't have time to get in somebody else's Kool-Aid because I'd be too busy enjoying my own. That is the beauty of it. That is the beauty of it. So, again, give me a call at 888-558-6489. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, we'll make sure that we take your calls and we'll wrap this up and make sure that we empower you. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. You Can Heal Your Life follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome their challenges. Tune in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says, we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, You Can Heal Your Life, with Dr. Chris Michaels. Live, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we have a caller online, Gavin. Hi, Gavin. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Reverend McDowell? I'm excellent, excellent. Uh, what is your question? I uh, just wanted to uh, get your thoughts to see if there was um, any conflict between what you were talking about with group prayer, praying with your family, and uh, the instruction of prayer that comes from the book of Matthew. I think it's Matthew 6, um, when it's saying, when you pray, uh, go into your room, close the door. Some translations say, you know, privately pray to your father. Does Does that conflict with what... Uh, you were just teaching about the power of, of praying in groups? No, no. Actually, uh, it just complements it. Because there are times where uh, you're not going to be praying with groups or people all the time. Uh, there are times when you are praying where you have to be still. As the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Where you are just working with you and your own inner work uh, for guidance for power, for the releasing of healing. The Father who sees in secret, I believe the scripture says, will reward you openly. Now, just a little um, history on this scripture. This had a lot to do with the fact that in Jesus' day and in his culture, there will be people who were standing out in the streets just praying and ripping their clothes and doing a, a lot of de- outer demonstrative things, trying to show the outer piety or we, righteousness. We have that in this day, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, so, so because of that, you know, that would be equivalent to the man with the microphone on the corner, you know, 
praying and shouting, etc. But Jesus was saying, okay, let's look at this another way. When you pray, get, go by yourself, get alone, go into your closet, go into your room or whatever and pray in secret. And the father who see, who sees in secret will reward you openly. And that's saying do your own inner work first. Now, as you do your own inner work, that doesn't mean that you can't come together in collective consciousness with others to bring about results that maybe individually you might not be able to accomplish as fast. Because when you get uh, minds together, as uh, as Napoleon Hill used to call it in the law of success, creating a mastermind where where, where when minds come together in harmony, it creates results that are much greater than what the individual mind might be able to create individually. So when we do our own inner work, which should be daily and consistently, when we come together with some other people who are of like mind, which is key, like mind and harmony mentally, it creates a synergy that transforms, heals, and brings power to an experience. Hopefully that helps. Thanks a lot. That helps a lot. Thank you. God bless you, and thanks for the call. We have another All caller. Right. Thank you. We have another caller online. Caller. Yes, hello. My name is... Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. What's your name again? My name is Samia. Samia. Yes. All right, how you doing, and I Samia? Go to, I'm good. I go to Christ Universal as well. Beautiful. Thank you for calling. What's your question? Um... Well, my question is that um, I've been going to Christ Universal for uh, three months now, and I'm very enlightened. And but my family is they they're they, well, it's a different religion for us. So I'm coming into this new religion, eyes wide open, um, I, and I'm leaning towards it too. And you're saying something about family supposed to pray. Is it okay to still pray with my family with another religion, with the religion that I'm leaning towards? Is it, is it, you, you see what I'm saying? Is it okay? Is it, right. I, I get, I get, I'm I get kind of confused. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 first of all, uh, you know, I, new thought is, is actually more of the mystical brand of Christianity. So it's not really a different religion. It's just talking about a different denominational way of understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, metaphysically interpreted is what we do. Now, from the standpoint of prayer, prayer for healing, prayer for wholeness, prayer for love, how can that be um, something that we couldn't do together? I have several family members and friends. Uh, we, we agree on a lot of stuff. We agree that God is good. We agree that God wants us to live in harmony. We, we agree that we should treat each other right. We agree in love and peace and harmony, joy and power. So when we start talking about things that are that come together, you might not always use the same terminology, but you can find commonality. So it's not necessarily about saying you can't pray with somebody else. See, because that's that's what religion does. New thought is not so much stuck into religious piety. New thought is about is uh principle-centered religious philosophy that just teaches you how to tap into the innate spiritual uh, uh, nature that you are. In other words, if, if you already are a spiritual being living in the spiritual universe governed by spiritual law, then let's just be clear. Everybody else, regardless of their religious beliefs, is also the same thing. So only thing you're doing when you're praying together is calling forth and invoking the goodness that is within them and you and others. So prayer, in that sense, is always good. And I realized when we're, I was talking about partners, I was talking about harmony. I'm not saying you should or have to do anything. It's great to be able to pray with your family. If, the, if it's some uncomfortableness in, on your part about praying with your family, then pray, pray in the sense of you can always come together and say, thank you, God, for love, peace, joy, harmony, whatever, and, and keep it moving. Or if not, just pray when you're doing your own inner work, still pray for your family because when it's all said and done, they love you. They support you at whatever level that means. And let's not use religion, especially a religion that teaches the empowerment and freedom of every individual to be a reason why we separate ourselves from other people. 
Keep working. Mm-hmm. Keep praying. Keep working. Get oh, into yeah. a class yeah. if you haven't gotten into one already. Yeah, um, I've already been into the classes and still learning, you know, still growing. So it's kind of been a really big experience for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm getting there. <laughs> what? Right, and, and remember, you're 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 a babe in truth, I guess we would call it, and that's okay. We first of all just know that your church is here to support you, and make sure that I know your face. Catch me on a Sunday. Uh, I'll be somewhere else this Sunday, but make sure if you're in the building, let me know that you're the person who called. Uh, and I would also just like you to, to know that there's nothing wrong. See, we make it wrong when they think that you're doing something that they don't agree with and they have beliefs that you don't agree with, et cetera, et cetera. But there's nothing wrong with that. Each soul has to have its own growth at its own pace in its own way. That's freedom. So just like you want the freedom to be who who God is seeking to express through you, give them that same freedom. And if they want to use different terminology, if they want to believe different things, God bless them. Because it's still being driven by the fact that they want to have a deeper relationship and understanding of God. And it has to come in a way that they can understand it. So new thought comes from from the perspective that we don't stand in the way of anybody's religious belief. We believe that we're spoke on the wheel and we're all going towards the center. We might not necessarily get there going the same direction. I, if I wanted to go downtown from Chicago, I could take the I-57 from the church to the Dan Ryan and go straight there. Some people might take the streets and they take State Street straight down or whatever. But the, but the goal is to get downtown. And for us, the goal is to live empowered by God. And some people interpret that through Islam some, and they're different versions from Buddhism, from Hinduism, from Judaism, from secular humanist people do different things different ways there's some people who are agnostic or atheists god bless them all right because when it's all said and done it's not so much all of these religious rules it it really boils down to the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you that's what counts so just keep loving your family love your church show up keep growing and evolving and the manifestation of your growth will be all the testimony that you will ever need. That's what Reverend Coleman used to always tell us. You ain't got to defend this church or me. Just tell them to drive past 11901 South Ashland and let them see the manifestation or the demonstration of God in this ministry. They don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't ever have to argue truth. Truth shows up, and it shows it shows its worth by its fruit. Okay? Okay. Thank you for the call. Point it off. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, um, it's getting close to wrapping things up. So, again, I just want to just thank the callers, and I want to thank you all for listening. I want to make sure that you really, really follow this series. If if you miss any of the shows so far on spiritual healing, the what and the how, I want to bring this back to focus. This whole show is still about healing, but to bring it forth to healing through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and collective prayer. So, go back can listen to the shows because they're going to build on each other we want to make sure that you have all of the tools needed to live a healthy happy and prosperous life next week we're going to talk about forgiveness the whole show is just going to be on forgiveness because forgiveness is a healing power you can't talk about spiritual healing without talking about forgiveness also i want to remind you that um I'll be speaking at, at the uh, Universal Foundations for Better Living's Panorama of Truth in the summer, uh, in August. You can check that out at www.ufbl.org. And that will be a powerful, powerful conference. That's in Toronto, Canada. So you can hear some truth also on that. Um, last but not least, again, stop by Christ Universal Temple when you have the opportunity. Um, you know, you can always stop in. It's also a, a email link on my on my page on Unity.fm. You can email me if you have any questions or concerns. And I, again, I just would like to stay in contact with you. But again, I love you all. Let's grow together. Let's evolve together. Let's transform our space together. Let's transform the world together. Jesus says we're the light of the world, so let's go out there and shine our lights and transform our space. 
I thank you on behalf of Unity.fm, Unity Online Radio, a voice of an awakened world. I thank you all. God bless you, and I'll hear from you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever noticed that life is filled with amazing people? People who are passionate about being alive and fully engaged in living on purpose and with intention. Hi, I'm Jamie Sanders, host of Spirituality Today here on Unity Online Radio. Each week, we bring you an hour of inspiration and motivation to empower you to be the best you you can be. Listen in and open up as we present some of the most dynamic teachers, authors, musicians, and celebrities that are living the life extraordinaire. Spirituality Today, every Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, where life is good, and so are you. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also 
our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.